This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Tech giants like Facebook and Google could soon be forced to share online revenues with Canadian news publishers under legislation tabled by the Trudeau government. The legislation follows a similar law in Australia and seeks to ensure that news outlets are compensated for work shared on the platforms, which control a large majority of advertising revenues. I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10.3. National Post political reporter Anya Kiradeglia joins me to discuss the motivation behind the legislation, how it will be enforced, and what the reaction has been in the industry. Don't forget you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, we're even on Amazon Music now. I'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about us. So Anya, anyone who's kind of paid attention to the media landscape over the last, say, 10 years has seen kind of this this back and forth between media companies like Post Media, like others in Canada, and tech giants like Facebook and Google. And a lot of it comes down to money. The idea that these digital companies that have sprouted up since the turn of the century are kind of eating the lunch, so to speak, of of media companies like ours and like other companies in Canada. And this is an issue that's been going on for a while. What is what is the basic argument come down to? Is it ad revenue? Is it eyeballs? Uh audience? What what is the basic back and forth between media companies in Canada and and tech companies? I mean, I, I think it really boils down to to revenue and uh power, market power and and bargaining power. So, uh, you know, right now Facebook and Google alone uh account for 80% of uh digital advertising revenues in Canada. Right. And media companies, all of Canada's media companies are just vying for a share of that other 20 percent. So that's kind of the figure that you hear a lot is argument about, you know, why we need legislation like this. Um, and then, of course, the other one is that companies like Facebook and Google um, control kind of what we see on the Internet to a certain extent, not necessarily control. But, you know, think about uh, where people get their news, if they're getting their news off Facebook or if they're searching for news on Google. Um, you know, news outlets uh, and news publishers are dependent on these companies in some ways in order for a lot of people to to see, um, you know, to, to see their their articles um, and, and their other news. So those are kind of some of the issues, um, you know, regarding balance of power, really, um, that are driving, you know, the calls for this legislation that have been driving it. Yeah. And you, you mentioned this legislation. It was introduced. Um, we're recording it on April 13th, it was introduced last week. Um, what was the legislation introduced? Like what, what is the bill that the, the liberal government brought forward? So the idea behind the bill, um, the government says, is to encourage commercial deals between uh, Google and Facebook and potentially other companies. But it doesn't name Google and Facebook, but really it's targeted at those two. 
um, is to encourage uh, those companies to reach commercial deals for revenue sharing with news publishers. Okay. So um, we they already do have products or like uh, Google News Showcase. They already have both companies deals in place with some Canadian publishers um, for some type of revenue sharing. We don't know. We're not privy to what's actually included in those in those deals. Um, but there are those deals in the marketplace already. So the idea behind the legislation is that the government will, will set up a system in which uh, companies that have these deals and in which um, the regulator, in this case, is going to be the, the CRTC, determines that those deals meet the criteria, basically that those, de- that those deals are fair, according to you know what the government deems fair, um, then the legislation doesn't really kick in. Um, the, you know, the that particular deal between the uh, between the news publishers and between the company will be exempt from the legislation. So they can just go on and, and continue a- about their life. So that's kind of the principle of it is to really encourage these kinds of commercial revenue sharing deals. Mm-hmm. Now, as you mentioned, there, there are some media companies in Canada that have already entered deals with some of these big tech companies like Facebook and Google. Um, I understand, I think the Globe and Mail may have one. There, there are others who, who have, have gone in on their own with these companies. Why is it that others in the industry felt that legislation may have been needed if there is an appetite on the part of these companies to enter deals with media organizations? I'm not sure that the two were necessarily exclusive, you know, uh, proponents of this legislation. I'm thinking uh, specifically of, of friends of Canadian broadcasting, just friends now. Um, they have, you know, made the point that, well, publishers are entering these deals because they want the money out of necessity. But that doesn't mean that we don't need this legislation. You know, they were I think the argument was that of people who do want to see this in place is that these publishers enter those deals with Google so they could get some money, but that doesn't necessarily mean that those deals are, are good enough or that we don't need the legislation. Mm-hmm. Now, my understanding is this is kind of based on um, legislation previously enacted in Australia. What was the Australian experience with, you know, the need for for a law to have this kind of either revenue sharing or or enter into these agreements between Facebook and Google and media companies and you know, introducing the legislation and the reaction from tech companies. If I if I recall correctly, didn't didn't Facebook and Google threaten to pull out of Australia? Uh, they did. They did at one point, um, and and Facebook did end up removing news for its from its platform for for a short uh, for a short while. Uh, but then uh, the Australian, um, in the end, they they decided that they were okay with it. I think there was an amendment to kind of to the initial proposal um, that Australia put forward. And then uh, the two companies decided that they could live with it. Now, the Austra- the Canadian law is based off what they call the Australian model. So it is quite similar. It's not identical, but it is um, the, the same principle as the Australian model. So it's interesting. If you look at Australia, um, they have this you know system in place. They have the bargaining code in place. And it has never actually had to come into effect because uh, the companies have been reaching commercial deals with the publishers in Australia. So Australia has this law, but it hasn't actually, uh, you know, had they come into effect at all yet. Is that the hope here in Canada? Like what is, what is the minister uh, 
Pablo Rodriguez saying about the need for this legislation and whether they actually figure they'll need to enforce it. Well, I mean, I, I think it is the same principle. You know, he's talked a lot about fair, yeah, fair, fair commercial deals is what um, is what the government wants to see here. And, and that that's exactly the principle. The idea is to encourage, you know, the two sides to to reach deals without government intervention. But then the system that the government is setting up is really leveraged to make sure that, you know, A, it happens and B, that those, um, that those deals are what the government considers good enough so that they do things like, you know, provide fair compensation, that they uh, ensure journalistic independence, um, you know, and fulfill all of these other criteria that the government has set out. Now, I mean, ultimately, you know, you mentioned the Friends of Canadian Broadcasting and, and you know, we talked about um, other big media companies, obviously Post Media, our parent company um, is, is, was keen to see legislation like this as well. But, you know, what impact does it have on, on smaller outlets or startups in Canada? Is there, is there hope that, you know, Facebook will cut deals with these these smaller companies and encourage like a robust media ecosystem in Canada. Yes, I mean they they will have to. Uh, the idea is that small, um, you know, that small outlets will be included in this. Um, the government has said um, it's going to make some legislative changes necessary to allow for collective bargaining on the part of um, news outlets. So that will help too. Um, and presumably the criteria that the government has set out for what makes these deals fair will help out. Um, I mean, all outlets, but, but I'm thinking small outlets particularly just in the sense of, you know, imagine a, a small local outlet, for example, trying to negotiate with the likes of Google, right? Like just imagine that power disparity. Uh, so the idea is, like I said, to set up the, you know, to set up the law in such a way that there, there are safeguards when it comes to the contents of, the, of these deals. Now, I, I know earlier you talked about these two companies controlling 80% of the, the digital ad market in Canada and all these companies in the, in the media sphere trying to compete for the remaining 20%. But what kind of money are we talking about here? Uh, nobody has really come out with figures. Um, the deals that uh, the companies have reached in Australia are confidential. The deals that the companies have reached um, here in Canada so far are confidential. We are supposed to have a little bit more transparency here than we have in Australia, but the nobody's really nobody's really talked dollar figures. Uh, you know, the government hasn't set out and said we want um, beyond the fair compensation. Um, they have not defined what fair compensation would be. Uh, so it's all um, very undefined in terms of the exact amount of money that we're talking about here. And what has been the reaction from these these digital companies? Like what have Facebook and Google had to say about it? Because I, I feel like, you know, there has to be a recognition on the part of, of companies like Facebook and Google that without news content from you know, our company, Globe and Mail, CBC, CTV, Global, like what would people be sharing? Like, it feels like we're helping their business along by giving people content to share and, and to talk about. What what have the company said in reaction to the legislation? So they have not said uh, a whole lot. They've said they're studying the, the legislation and that's about it. Um, but generally, their their argument is not. They don't deny the you know the importance of news. Um, I think you know Google denies, uh, not denies, but you know argues that news isn't the primary thing people come to come to Google for. But um, 
they their argument is also that it's not if people share news um, on their platform, say, for example, Facebook, that that isn't Facebook taking anything away from the news outlet because as except, you know, benefiting the news outlet by providing more visibility because by, you know, me sharing an article on Facebook, then all my friends that see it, they click on it, they get redirected to, you know, National Post's website or something. Um, and then that actually benefits, you know, the, the news outlet. Now, that's not exactly how the news publishers see it. Um, and they, of, of course, point back to that figure that we talked about earlier about, you know, digital um, revenue in the sense that the advertising that, you know, news outlets are able to, um, they, the advertising revenue that uh, news outlets are able to get from ads on their site is not really, is not enough to sustain, you know, journalism. So that those are kind of the the general arguments that that come up uh, as, as people discuss, you know, this legislation, just the concept of, uh, you know, forcing uh, Google and Facebook to share their revenues. This legislation was announced last week. What's the what's the next steps? Obviously, it has to go through the general legislative procedures. But, you know, does it go to committee for study? Does it get debated in the House? What What's the next step for Bill C-18? Uh, so, I mean, it was just introduced. It's going to be both. It's going to go to committee. It's going to get debated at committee. It's going to get debated at, um, it's going to get debated in the house. Um, and it will, and it will eventually be passed, but there's definitely, um, there's definitely the whole process of, you know, first, second, third reading, uh, that has to be gone through. And then, of course, it goes to the Senate. So it's really, uh, early days for this piece of legislation. Do we get a sense that, you know, opposition parties could, could force changes on, on the, government on this legislation? Or is there a general consensus that this is something that, you know, might get passed without a ton of controversy or a ton of change? I I have not seen so far any indication that um, opposition parties want to make, um, you know, significant changes to this bill. So unless something comes up, you know, some kind of detail comes up or some kind of controversy emerges, um, you know, the bill could just kind of go through as it is now. Jumping over to another subject that, that we've talked about before also deals with the digital space. Um, where is the government at with its so-called online harms legislation? So that one, uh, there was quite a bit of controversy about, and the government has actually had to um, go back. Well, I don't know if it's the drawing board, but they're they're revising it uh, for sure. So what happened was that the government uh, put out this consultation um last year and said, here's what we're thinking for this legislation. You know, we're going to target five types of illegal content, including terrorist content and uh, hate speech. Uh, And then, you know, we're going to set up a regulator that's going to be in charge of making sure this stuff gets taken down. And uh, the, you know, uh, social media companies and online platforms are also going to have a role to play in monitoring, um, you know, this content and taking it down. And it, it was a pretty detailed proposal. I mean, some of the critics said that it looked like there was a whole, um, that the government had already gone ahead and written the legislation essentially. And it got roundly criticized. <laughs> it got, um, there were groups that, you know, wrote um, submissions that said something like, we want legislation like this, but the way that you have outlined it, just, you know, <laughs> we can't support this. Um, a lot, you know, there was a, Basically, the criticism boils down to that this is uh, particularly the provisions that um, 
that require online platforms to monitor and take down posts by Canadians if they meet this criteria that raised a lot of alarm bells about charter rights and free expression. Um, so basically the government listened to all of that, uh, realized they had to go, <laughs> they had to rethink this, um, and announced, uh, just recently that they've appointed, um, a group of experts who are going to go and make recommendations for how to fix this legislation. And so what, what's the makeup of this committee that's looking at, or this advisory group that's looking at this legislation to bring it, to bring it forward? And, and what are they particularly looking for in the legislation to help bring it forward? Uh, so the government hasn't given them detailed instructions that they've said publicly anyway. They very much said that they're leaving it up to these experts. A lot of them are um, a lot of them are professors. Uh, and I, I thought it was really interesting that the um, that the bill includes one of the biggest critics um, of the government's proposal. It's a University of Ottawa professor who authored one of the most critical um submissions in this process and uh they said you know the government needs to start with a blank slate like this doesn't work so um it'll be interesting to see what they what they come up with or indeed if this group of 12 people is able to reach a consensus on how and whether the bill can be fixed mm -hmm. and so what are the next steps for this legislation you know this uh, this advisory committee is going to look through it and then bring it back to the government or to committee what how does this bill go forward? So for that one, the committee, or sorry, the advisory group is going to have, uh, I think, a couple of months to do their work and then make recommendations to the government. The government is going to consider those um, recommendations and is then promising to table a bill once they have these recommendations back. This is something that's been going on since last year in, in various iterations, I think even predating the, the fall election. Why is this so important to the government to get done? What is it that they're hoping to address? And and why do they keep, why do you think that they keep managing to kind of step in it, if you will? <laughs> uh, I mean, why is this important to the government? You know, I should probably let, let them speak to that. But if we look, I mean, I think we can all kind of look around and see the amount that of, you know, online hate and online harassment that, um, you know, that people are seeing as we increasingly live online. It's, it's, something that is, you know, affecting our lives to an extent that, you know, it, it didn't five, 10 years ago. Uh, as for why the government, you know, has encountered some, some barriers in its process. Um, I mean, look, this is all very uncharted territory, this kind of internet regulation, there's very, very little precedent for it anywhere internationally. Everybody is kind of figuring it out as they go along and Canada is trying to do stuff that uh, very few other countries have. So, um, you know, whatever you think of the government's approach, if you're hugely opposed to it, if you're supportive of it, um, you know, the reality is that that they're kind of in, charted, in uncharted waters here. Uh, you're right. These are uncharted waters. And, and as we spend more and more of our lives in the digital sphere, it's it's something that I, I think that people will be paying a lot more attention to. Anya, thanks for your time. Thanks so much. 10.3 is produced by Sean Knox. Theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, Anya Karadeglia. More from her at nationalpost.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.